Hey, welcome to Kong Jiawei, episode 6. Pakak! Hey, what are we uh, talking today, about today? Uh, I don't know, Sia. Today, don't know what to talk about. Uh, let's look at what's going on around the world. Talk about the news. The news? What's on the news? Oh my god, look at what's happening. People dying. People rioting. Fucking. This, this looks Earth. like everyday. Yeah, this just looks like everyday shit going on on Earth, man. <laughs> yeah. So is it is it just me, or is the world getting crazy? Hehehe. <laughs> uh, hey, but you know, speaking of is it just me or is the world getting a little bit crazy? There's, it's like I I've seen some of the videos. It's like scenes out of the the Joker movie, man. Like. There's this scene of uh, uh not not this scene here. Yeah, I use the word scene because it looks like a fucking scene. But uh, there was this video I saw of like a cop car, like just driving by, and then it had like shit, like graffiti all over it. Mm. Like it looked like the ending scene of the Joker, right? You know, where no, someone okay, someone posted car. posted on I think it was Instagram. I saw a post. Yeah. Uh, it's the it is that ending scene where the the Joker just came out of the car crash. Okay. And he had just regained consciousness. Right, and right. Drew that, drew that smile. smile with his blood. Yeah, the bloody And smile. the caption was like, yeah. everybody wanted this to happen. But uh, look at what happens now when it's the black people doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit, made it about race right now. Yeah. I mean, of course. But, I mean, what, what yeah, I mean right now, what's you know? going on exactly. There was a there was a pretty there was a pretty funny SNL sketch I remember watching. It's like um it's a it's a news team and then they are like competing who which race fucks up the most that day. You know, so like the first report comes in, oh, uh today there was a shooting and uh involved a, a black man and then da, 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 da. and then after that the the news team start looking at each other and then they are keeping score. And then after that, like the next, the next news come in. Oh, uh, today we have an incident happening with a crocodile. And then after that, like the black people relax, you know, because crocodiles and most likely, yeah, white people dealing with that shit, right? <laughs> and then, and then the the whole sketch keep goes goes on and on and on until it reaches the like the final count, and then they're both tied. And then the the news comes in and then it's like today there was a there was a man dressed up as the Joker and then the black people start celebrating because <laughs> yeah the only people that do that shit is apparently white people that do what shit uh, dress up as Joker and murder people <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, so besides I, the I, point yeah. But yeah besides the point but I, okay <laughs> so I guess the hot topic now is the, the whole black life matter matter right like okay it's everywhere it, it's I mean, it's kind of resurfaced because it was already around, right? right. To begin with, right? Yeah. When and when Trump was first elected, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Tiki Torch motherfuckers came right. out. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even before that, also, right? When there were other, there was there was this police other incident brutality of, cases. Uh, yeah, of the police brutality case. That it's was the. Up, it was a couple, right? And I think the. The girl was oh shit was yeah in the car yeah 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 and they were frisking the boyfriend outside right and she was like pleading for them to like hey just let it go like he's not he's not harmful not harmful he's not he's like of no threat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like totally fine until they they like shot him in cold blood yeah 
right? That was the case, right? That was the case, yeah. Okay. And I, I think I, I saw one also before that where this dude, he's in his car and they shot him in his car. Okay, like he reaches fuck? for his, yeah, he reaches for his glove box because they asked for his fucking driver's license. And then you see like the cop just fucking panic when he reached for the glove box after asking him for his goddamn license. Mm-hmm. And the dude just pulls out his weapon, like points it at him. And then the guy's like, I'm reaching for my license. I'm not, I do not have a fire. And then bah, bah, bah. that's it. Shot him. What the fuck, man? Yeah. What the fuck, man? I mean, this shit is constantly happening, right? It, it goes back all the way to like the Rodney King beatings. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember that? I, I or, do or not later, remember I, that. I also don't know. I am not born yeah, yet. Yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely don't remember that. <laughs> but I I think, I guess it escalated or, or you know, kind of started from that. And yeah, it's just like, it's not getting any better, right? There's still this violence. Do you know what the statistic is for like black males in US? No, no like idea. You're 21 times more likely to be killed by a police officer compared to any other race as a young black man. Yo, that's why the first thing you do is run, man. That's why. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Guilty or not. Guilty or not. You just fucking run. Get the fuck out of there. Because there's a a chance that you're going to get shot, man. Yeah, like that. Okay, like that show, um, Man Like Mobin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's his friend's name? Moment he hears... Siren only just fucking <laughs> Yeah, he fucking panics. Get the fuck right out right. of there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's obviously a systemic issue, uh, you know, if, if that hasn't already been established by now. Yeah. So, hey, but all lives matter, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's going to piss just, a, did, did I just dig my, myself a grave? Yeah, yeah, you did, man. They're so, gonna okay, all so come after do you, you want now. to clarify what <laughs> what is the difference? What between does all lives? Saying, yeah, what the, okay, what does saying all lives matter mean, and what does it entail? Yeah, okay. So you see, it's like the the way they look at it, or the way they rationalize. I mean, of course, all lives are important. It's true, but the point is, not all lives are being, you know treated that way the, the mm-hmm. point is it's, it's, it's the blacks right they have the 21% or 20, 21 times more likelihood to be shot by a goddamn cop right as opposed to everybody else so you know by coming and talking about all lives matter right anybody who comes forth with that mentality right, right you kind of you kind of nullify the whole point okay, of this movement away which from is the, to yeah the argument that they that the system is biased against them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, if you come forth and say, oh, you know, this black lives matter, but don't all lives matter. Right. Yeah, sure. But you're not the one fucking dealing with right, this right. shit. So right. could, could you say that, you know, anybody who says that, who, who comes from that viewpoint and, and, you know, argues their way out and say, you know, like, I get it. I get it. Black lives matter, but don't all lives matter. They just, they just don't, they just don't get it. But, okay, the thing is, it's not just about not getting it, right? Oh, you mean the people who are saying all lives matter don't get it? Yeah, okay. Like, it's just so ingrained in them. It's probably because they haven't empathized. They just, I mean, how? How how do you feel that fear, you know? Where you're walking out and you hear sirens and the immediate thing, you you know, that goes through your mind, am I going to die? 
right? right? Who the fuck faces that kind of, you know, and none of us in Singapore face that issue either, right? We we don't have that kind lucky. of problem with the police. Yeah, we're damn lucky, right? Yeah. And I, I'm damn lucky. I feel damn lucky because I am right. dark-skinned, right? And can you imagine if I had to deal with that kind of fear, right? Every time I see the police, I, I don't know if I'm going to get shot or die, right? Yeah, to live with up, that man. kind of, yeah, man, to live with that kind of, of thing breathing down your neck, it's beyond fucked up. And so you get morons in society, right? Or, you know, people that don't take a step back, I guess, to empathize and to realize like how bad they have it there and how bad they have to deal with it. And I, I think there are two incidents that, that highlighted this to me. You know, uh, one is the ex-Malaysian uh, Miss World. Right. right. Do you see yeah. the article? Right. What's her name? Uh? Uh, let me see. James. James. That's a man's name. <laughs> no lah it's Samantha Katie James so yeah she okay she fucking she fucking comes on and says like yeah to the black people right. relax <laughs> take it's it as my... a challenge makes you stronger you choose to be born as a colored person in America for a reason to learn a certain lesson accept it as it is till now hunger and poverty still exist it is what it is it's inevitable. Best you can do is remain calm, protect heart, don't allow it to crumble. That's your responsibility. What? Guys, I think oh, I just got fuck. cancer. <laughs> yeah, man. This shit is deleting my brain cells. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, this choice thing. What the fuck does that yeah, even I'll... mean? Yo? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, how, do, how do I explain? How do I, don't know, how do I explain? Okay, so Sorry, in her stupid defense, Nokia, <laughs> yeah, man. no matter how I explain, like cannot. that's why is is she says our souls chose this life. Sounds so fucking beautiful. You should have chosen a better soul, like bitch. Okay, but yeah, point is like, yo, what? So what? If what the fuck do you even mean? Your souls chose this life. Oh, okay, now my I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna dissect the bullshit that is coming out of her mouth. And then, you know, with, with the caption there, uh, I don't live in America. It has nothing to do with me. But to me, it seems like the whites won. Because if you're angry, you respond in rage and anguish. That means it's it has power over you. They have power over you. And then she puts the caption, foolish humans. Oh, help me, please. Oh my God. I'm just trying to understand where she's coming from. Like, like how you need to stroke your ego that much uh, to, to come out and, you know, attack people like that, call them foolish, you know, when they are responding in anger and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's easy for her to say, like, you know, being because and she easy, doesn't and easy for yeah. us to say because right. we are so removed from, All of from this. the situation. It's like we, yeah, we, we, are, we have the privilege of, of observing this situation from afar. But yeah. if you are knee deep or fucking like whole body deep in this matter, first off, you're just trying to protect yourself. <laughs> you're basically trying yeah. to survive yeah, and not get exactly. shot along the way yeah. or have to worry about your mom, dad, brother, sister getting shot, your kids, your wife, your, your husband getting shot. Like, that's the mode you're operating at. So, 
dude, anger is of course warranted lah. Okay, I, I get how, you know, some people get caught up with the whole rioting. But, you know, honestly, I think it's acceptable, right? What, the looting? From, from, yeah, the looting, the rioting, all of it is fucking acceptable. I'll tell you why. And Trevor Noah mentioned this also. Ah. So, like, looting and all that, yeah, it's horrifying. You know, I, I saw this video or uh, on Instagram of this uh, black man who owns a, a store that just got looted, that, you know, people were throwing shit everywhere. They were trashing cars. And so he just comes out onto the streets and then he's just screaming at everyone, right? And then he's right. like, I'm from the ghetto too. You know, I, I came from the ground up as well, right? Mm-hmm. You angry with the white people? Why you burn down my store, right? Why you burn down my truck? And he's crying and he's, you know, just shouting and he's mm-hmm. so fucking sad that all of this is happening. So how is right? that acceptable? Yeah, that's that's fucked up, right? Okay. On on that individual level, right? For you know, for somebody to have to deal with that from the same community, right? It's just adding to the pain of whatever's going on. So I get that. I get that. That's fucked up, right? But okay, let's look at it from from the the populace, the general populace, and their perspective. And keep in mind that Corona is also going down, right? This whole COVID shit, you know, with the lockdowns, people are okay, there, there are people that are fucking poor, right? There are people who have nothing already. Okay, so, and then on top of this, right? This shit goes down, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you, you're looking at a situation where it's like, fuck it, let's burn it all, right? Because mm-hmm. you see, the thing is, right? If you come up with the argument that, you know, society, that's not how you should behave in society, you know, responding to this situation is not how society functions, right? But who gives a fuck about society at this point, right? You enter a contract into society and you, you know, you, you have people. Yeah, the unspoken agreements, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that there are leaders that will listen to you, take care that of will take care interest. of you. Exactly. Right. And on top of that, you know, people that serve this interest, right? The police, the military, right? They're there to take care of us. They're there to protect us. Mm -hmm. But when all these things flip on you, right? So now COVID comes down and people are poor as shit, right? As it is, they can't find basic income, right? right? Because of what's going down. Government's not putting in the correct measures to prevent the spread. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So your first contract already there, you know, and then people hold on to that. Right, and then you don't see any looting, you don't see any rioting. Is they still go on, right? Because they still want to uphold what everyone else has agreed to in this society, right? That contract, right? And then now this shit happens, right? Where you have a policeman kneeling on a dude's neck and just you know killing him in front of camera, with the pleas of the man and the people around him all ignored, right? And then you just watch this go down like that. So now on top of that. Right, you have the people that are meant to serve and protect you, right? They're killing you. Yep. So like it's another aspect of that contract broken. So how do you respond to that? You're like, fuck it up, uh, right? Why even bother upholding anything there is to uphold anymore? Right, right. Just go out, rob, get ever whatever the fuck you want, right? Just destroy whatever you want because it's all gone to shit anyway. It's a it's an emotional response, no doubt. Yeah. But how how not to avoid that emotional response, which is why I'm saying like, 
yeah, we, right. we at the end of the day, we 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 are still emotional beings. Yeah, like, it is that system in us to exactly propel us into taking action, and Especially like it or not, <laughs> this is the result of all the things that's that's happened, or them being on the receiving end of all these things. Are yeah, and they just you know they are they are at their wits end, you know about it, and so yeah, fuck it up. Uh. Let society burn. burn yeah, the contract, we go, uh. let's go burn some shit now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we're well taken care of, lah. Yeah, we right? we are. I mean, we are. We are. We, we, we are, are, lucky, we are a lucky about. bunch. Yeah, I love Singapore for that, man. I mean, we don't have to deal with this kind of shit, man. Right? Yeah. I don't feel I don't feel fear when I see police officers. Right. It, yeah. Actually, I I only feel fear when I see the MRT guys. The MRT police. What MRT guys? They always take my IC and check. Yeah, they always take my IC and check. Oh, so it's a random check. (laughs) Right, random. (laughs) Random can occur like three times in every year. Fucking lucky, bro. (laughs) No lah, you are the you are the random guy we pick out of all the dark skin guys. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Statistically speaking, yeah, the the not good odds for me. Different. <laughs> the sample size, yeah. Yeah, the sample size is yeah. Lighter skin yeah, one, but not in the sample one. Definitely, we. I mean, we definitely have some issues of our own la, about race uh, and all that, you know. But yeah, but yeah, doesn't occur at the same scale. Yeah, frequency and yeah, and just yeah, that that scale, man. It's it's disgusting. We don't get you know people murdered here like that, you know, by people that right. are supposed to protect you. That's that's a nightmare to deal with. So yeah, I mean, you know, coming from that, I'm not saying that rioting and looting is the way to go. It is the right thing to do. But it's I the only it's way. The, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like the appropriate response to, to, to them in that situation. Right? How else do you do it? I mean, when you, also you think about it, like, when atrocities happen to a, a race of people, what, they hire lawyers and then write letters to the powers that be, yeah. Uh, Aggressive is, letter is, writing. Yeah, yeah what? <laughs> Whenever a fucking atrocity happens across the world, people lash out in violence because it's violence that, you know, that they were met with and right. th- th- that's it's how we function. Newton's third law. Yep, yep, exactly. It, it's also our biological nature, right? We are primates, right? Yes. We beat chess and stomp ground and occupy territory, right? It's, it's just how we as animals function. It's just that we're higher functioning, right? Yeah. Supposedly la, than the other animals. Although sometimes you question that as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Yeah, it is. I think so. <laughs> I think that one we can address in another episode. Okay, so... You know, talking about race and Black Lives Matter and all that, I think it's a it's a good time to explore racism, right? The idea of racism and how it happens on a different level. So, right. if not you go to, to not text, to start racial riot in Singapore, one, but yeah, this this is one another ours episode. was yeah, that one was the previous episode, right? Yeah, was it how to how to start racial riot in Singapore? Yeah, yeah so this one is is different. Okay, but yeah, we're going to go back to the topic of race again because the last time we discussed about, you know, what's happening here, foreign workers and things like that, the way we are seeing race and there are obviously problems to it as well, 
Right, we're going to see why that's the case, or at least I'm going to try and explain why that's the case. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to refer a lot to this book uh, written by Falguni Sheth, a professor at Emory College of the Arts and Science. Uh, she's the Associate Professor in Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies. She wrote this really brilliant book, and this book changed the way I perceive racism or it gave me a new level to think about racism, essentially. And so in Falguni Sheth's book uh, called Toward a Political Philosophy of Race, she argues that you can't just look at race by the textbook definition, that if you hate a person by skin color, then yeah, that's racism. You know, you judge people by their outward appearances. So that's a very simplified look at race. So the way she wants us to look at racism is as a technological tool and how it has evolved through not only social, but political uh, fields. Basically, if you look at it from a biological perspective or a social construct, you know, you don't really understand why racism exists, right? You just know it's there, like, oh, people with different skin color, then we don't really feel comfortable or some shit like that, right? We don't really go deeper into why this actually happens. So she believes that race functions as a technological tool used by those in power for the sake of controlling those who are a threat to their power by pushing them as far as possible away from the majority of society. Yeah. Okay, so to understand this better, right, we're going to get into it, obviously. Um, You have to ask yourself uh, three questions or you have to focus on three questions, the who, the why, and the how, right? So the who goes into who is the one that establishes this racism. The why goes into uh, the reasons to do this. And one of, uh, I mean, the main reason of why this happens is because the powers maintain their power by controlling the unruly. Okay, I'll get into that later. And the last one is how. How this racism is established by the powers, carried out, and then accepted by the rest of society okay so yeah let me go into the who first who is the one that establishes this racism that occurs within society so it is basically um anybody in a position of power so you can get democracy doing this you can get you know liberal powers doing this you can get nations that are highly capitalistic right that that do it right capitalist nations and Anybody in power is able to implement this level of racism. And she argues that the reason they do this is for that powers or people in control do this because they are not actually about peace and stability. What they actually are about is maintaining their power or the preservation of their power. And that's the reason why they establish this racism. Okay, so that answers the who question. So... The next thing is how. Sorry, the next thing is why. why. Yeah, is the why, right? And so the why comes about because you need to manage the unruly. Essentially, the people that are unpredictable, unruly, unpredictable, uh, are a threat to that power. Don't see Essentially, people who don't see reason, who you can't reason with. Yep. Probably not as educated, Mm -hmm. low-income group. Yeah. So these are, you know, classified as the unruly. And you notice that, yeah, 
that's that's basically what happens, right? It's the people who are, you know, not in privileged positions, right? And so they are considered as the unruly. And so there's this need to control them. Even if it's not a real threat, you know, it's a perceived threat. So, you know, the, the question comes then, how do these powers now go about controlling these unruly individuals, right? So she argues in a book that what they do is they make it seem like there is liberty and justice for all. They will claim that there's, you know, oh, we are fair to everybody, we treat everybody equal. But then if you look carefully, there are these little terms and conditions that apply, right? These little things that you don't see outright. So it can be, you know, individuals who are promised, you know, the the general population is promised, you know, certain luxuries and benefits. But then for that particular race or that particular group of people, it doesn't exactly apply to them. So they don't get the same benefits as the majority, right? So if you go back to America, right, and you look at how the forefathers, when they first started, Right, they they wrote the Declaration of Independence. Right, uh, your Thomas Jefferson and your Ben Franklin, right, Benjamin Franklin. Right, when they wrote these things, uh, it was supposed to be justice and equality for all. The ma fucking irony is that during the time that they wrote this, they all owned slaves. Right, every one of them owned slaves. So they they talk about justice and equality for everyone, but at the same time, they own slaves. So you see, there are already terms and conditions and exceptions to the rule or the claim that there is this benefit for everyone. So the constitution was all along being written for the whites. No. In a way, yeah, the colonial the colonial powers are right. Right. Yeah. I wonder if you know when all those things are penned down, they would have seen, you know, the loss of power of the of the white people, of the ruling class in America. I wonder how that would have penned out. I think at that time when they were writing it, right? Okay, of course, we don't know their real intentions or not, like, whether that was the case. But I mean, you fucking own slaves, like, so I kind of can, you know, I, I, I can't unsee that, you know, it's, right. it's there, it's right there, right? So um, I guess, you know, if they wrote those things at that time, they wouldn't worry at all because those are slaves, right? You have them bound in chains. Right. right? They're like, ah, they're going to stand up against us. Like, fuck that. Yeah, and then, then I'll just shoot them, right? I mean, oh. that's a simple solution, right? You can easily kill a slave, no questions asked, right? If they disobey you, you can whip them, right? You can you can do uh, atrocious things to them. Yeah, no, one's, no, nobody... no one's even going to bat an eyelid. Exactly, right? So your worry then wouldn't be about that. Right, your worry wouldn't be about you know, oh, are they are they gonna overthrow us and all of that, right? But you still claim that it is land of the free for everyone, and the the problem is like even if if these people start seeing it, you know, and question these things, it can easily be said, oh, you know, uh, we didn't really realize that at that time. It can be written off as a mistake. So I mean, you fast forward, and then you know the blacks now finally fight for their power. Right, you have people like Martin Luther King coming in, and you know, now they make amendments, right? And they make changes to this to this law, and then they simply write it off as, oh, it was a mistake, right? We shouldn't have treated people like that back then. But that's the problem, right? It's already you know put forth at the start, right? You've already intended this level of control, this level of racism, right? This isolation of this particular group, right? To control them at the start, so. 
even if they come into power and they question it, you can later write it off as, oh, it was my mistake, my bad. And then that's it. You kind of get away with it, right? Nobody has to answer for it. Right, okay. So that's the... That that covers the 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 who and the why, right? And I mean, I, I will elaborate on the why as well, like why this is done. But we get the general idea, right? It's the powers that want to control this unruly, that want to ensure that they don't destabilize their power. That's right. The At first this point, this. like I I would I mean when when you were talking about uh you know what what she was talking about in the book, uh right. I kind of applied this framework to uh how the global situation is since mm-hmm. the end of the second world war right uh yeah no because now you see a growing nationalism sentiment going across the world because of the trade war and, and whatnot economies are now being closed off uh trades are are not being as open anymore yeah it, it seems like that's a way of governments preserving their their power over the people that that they that they rule over with the or at least the people that who are bound by geographical boundaries right so that's the you know it's hard for them to quote unquote manage the unruly who are mm-hmm. you know people who are spreading their their ideology from across the pond from another land right. and yeah for them to for them to retain their power is to you know block them block out them off, uh. and yeah. yeah cut off communication cut off any any ties with them in right. order to maintain their power over the people in their land Correct. so it's not like a, there's that facade of you know taking care of the best interests of the people right. in in uh in, in the country care. right yeah right but then you look at us it's like once they cut off like they can't consume anymore they can't consume chip cheap goods coming from the other side of the world. So how is that exactly. better for everyone? And right. by cutting their borders off, it also hurts the other party. I mean, it, when you study economics, it's like, you know, trade is mutually beneficial to both parties who engage in them. And once you mm-hmm. cut off, it's it just makes things worse like, because there's no more, there's less specialization and, and things like that. So it just makes the whole economy less uh, efficient. That, that's right. kind of what, what, I took away, you know, from that that framework that she put out. Just just to just to contextualize it into into another aspect. But we digress. Yeah, yeah. This is about race. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's it's good that you brought that up because okay, so we obviously all know who the powers are, the the people in power, but this unruly group, right, it's hard to spot. Sure it's easy now to see it, right, if it's black people in this case. So even in the case of immigrants, right, we, we get this happening. So I'll give you an example in, in France. This, this issue kind of died down, you know, now with COVID rising up and then now with this whole Black Lives Matter, right? That, that's the major thing that's going on right now. And people kind of like forgot about Islamophobia, but it was a big fucking problem like, you know, two years back, last right. year, maybe. In Germany. Right? Yeah. So it, it, it was getting really, really bad. And I'm not saying that it's any better now. It's still bad, mm-hmm. right? Definitely bad. And okay, so if you go back all the way to 2011, the, the French, this is an example of what she's talking about, right? When they placed a ban on the face covering 
uh, or the burqas, like Muslims wearing the burqa. So they, they said that, okay, so this, this is where it gets, you know, this, this is how they establish this racism, but they mask it. They mask it in political ideology. They mask it in ways that people can accept, that people can agree with. So their logic of banning, banning you know, um, covering the face was that, oh, it's a, it's a safety issue. It's a society that communicates mainly by facial, <laughs> by expression. And so, you know, it hinders the progress of our own society. So they mask it under this little, little things without actually pushing Providing out the real reason. concrete evidence. Yeah, correct. And, and so, you know, people are more likely to accept that. And, right. and okay, I'll explain this idea later on as well. No wonder right? so, when the COVID cases start spiking, they don't want to wear masks. Yeah. Because it yeah, hinders yeah. their See communication. <laughs> you know what's the irony, right? So now that law is in the fucking toilet bowl. Because now everybody needs to cover their face. So it's, it's a goddamn irony, right? You establish a law that states that people, okay, like you may argue that this is special circumstance, you know, a pandemic is going on around the world, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, it's, a, it's an irony to me, right? That you would establish a law like that of yeah. people not being, yeah, not, not, not good, being allowed. Because now it's, it's not even a slight tweak. It's a completely 180 degree turn to like, okay, you have to wear a mask. You have to fucking, you actually have to fucking cover your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's insane. Okay, so we're still on the 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 who and the and the why uh to control this unruly. Oh yeah, speaking of which, like so now you, okay, let's let's come back to the Black Lives Matter, right? Now now we see it happening also. Um last night, you wouldn't believe this, but me and Giswan, right, to all those listening out there. Me and he sent the exact same TikTok video to our group chat at the exact same time, right? Do you, do you remember that video? Yes. Dude? Yes. Yeah, man. Crazy. It looks like a scene from Call of Duty. Yeah. It's like, a fucking so Humvee it, driving down a neighborhood, maybe in like, I don't know, like it looks like fucking Connecticut. Yeah. And there were just police officers in heavy duty armor with like riot shield helmet walking down the street asking people to get back into their houses. It looks like a completely, you know, done up suburbia neighborhood. It's not like in the yeah. ghettos or whatever, man. But exactly. yeah, you have these cops just ride, riding down the street, telling people to get into their house, shouting at them. And when they don't go back into their house, they started opening fire at them. Yeah, and the dude's like, okay, like he's shouting at them, right? And then he turns to the, the to the person holding the camera and he's like, light them up! And then that's it. I was like, holy fuck, they're going to open fire? And then, okay, la, but then it's paintballs. La. But right. what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, it's still, it's still crazy. Yeah. This is an example, right, of how that the the unruly this this group of people have have now become aware that law is not administered fairly and so you know because people are speaking up about it right now the control comes in it's like and that dog man it's like that chain up dog you keep exactly. poking at it you keep fucking kachowing it taking a stick and like poking the nose whatever once the chain breaks loose it's That's gonna it, chase you down and bite you in the butt yep 
And so, yeah, and now that it's happening, you know, they need to, to establish this level of control. Okay, so, yeah, let, let me get into the how and then you can see the, the bigger picture here, right? So, so how does this happen, right? How does this go about? So there are two steps that she describes. The first thing is a distinguishing feature, right? So you pick out a distinguishing feature about this unruly, about these people, Stay right? Back. It can be, yeah, correct. So it can be down to, you know, the color of your skin, uh, religion, belief, socioeconomic status. And if you don't have one, right? If you don't have a distinguishing feature, you can even be given a distinguishing feature. So the happen? example... Okay, so the, the best exam, example I can think of uh, is your Jews in Nazi-occupied Germany back then when Hitler was in power and when they were trying to get the people to distinguish the Jews. All the Jews had to wear this yellow badge. Mm. And so this was their distinguishing trait. Okay, so you no, can look even... look at the nose, man. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> You look at the nose, you know already what. <laughs> You're gonna piss off some a uh, whole bunch of people there. Okay, okay. Jews. yeah, but <laughs> okay. Fuck me, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Gi. Okay, so um, we're we're going into yeah step one, right? Which is this this particular feature, right? That you point out. The second thing is they have to be vulnerable. So they have to have a vulnerability already in order to push them out. Right, so you know, That's, a minority uh, money, right? Uh, yes, correct. So, if for example, if you're poor, if you're a minority, if you're an immigrant to a new nation, if you have no political representation, so what you do is you lump them up together, you attach this distinguishing feature, and then now it becomes oh, they are all like that, lah. Sheth in her book also reiterates that. You know, this, this racialization and racial identity are two very different things because racialization is assigned traits that have been pushed onto these people that the majority of the population have, have been led to believe that this is what they are about. And it isn't naturally occurring racial identity stemming from their culture, their practices, their own beliefs, you know, the racial identity that they have. And what we are getting instead are traits that are pushed, that are inaccurate, and most of the time, obviously, negative about a certain race. For example, when I gave you um, that, that example in France, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the powers, they establish that, oh, we need clear identification, we need people to be able to see your face because it poses a security risk if they can't. We need communication to be effective. Otherwise, it hinders society and the progress of society. So now everybody looks at that and then, oh yeah, that, that's pretty logical. That right? makes I sense. Mean, yeah, that makes sense. Right? So it's this whole thing about Islam. You're not respecting the belief. Right? You're not respecting the women who come from Islam. They have that choice, that freedom of choice, if they choose to wear the burqa. So you're stripping them of that choice, right? that freedom, their own standards of modesty even, right? what they deem to be you know, modest. And I think that's really fucked up. To strip somebody away of that, it's like, fuck, this girl wants to wear a nice long dress, you know, covering up stuff because she's a highly modest individual. You just tear off that dress, right? Make it into a miniskirt. And you're like, because on the other side, you have people who want to free the nipple. 
that's true. I mean, okay, that's a whole different thing altogether. That's that's yeah on a on a flip side to <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. Okay, but you see, yeah, individuals like that they should be given their right. You want to free your tete? Go ahead, man. Up to you. <laughs> Show the nipple. It doesn't matter. But then, shouldn't you therefore respect the other side of it? People who want to uh, maintain that level of modesty and not strip them away for it. You know, ultimately, people spoke up against this. And, you know, so many people pointed out that it was actually President uh, Nicholas Sarkozy who was propagating this Islamophobia, who was using this law essentially, that he's establishing for his own political gain, which is evidence to what uh, Falguni is talking about in her book. You do this to a population to maintain that level of power, to maintain that level of control over them and your own power, protecting your own interests. So yeah, you see, it comes full circle. You utilize a particular feature, a distinguishing trait, and you target a vulnerable population. And that's it. You get the majority of people to accept it. So if you go back to Black Lives Matter, a lot of the blacks in the US don't actually have, you know, these traits or or don't actually identify with these traits as part of their own culture. But yet the majority of the population is led to believe that they are a certain way, you know, that they are more violent, that they are more dangerous, that they are more likely to come from gangs, that they are more likely to commit crimes. So these are the things that you know, ultimately make the police so fearful of these individuals and therefore they lash out in this fear also. So it's a broken system. It's a system that pushes them to, or pushes the the majority of the people to lead them to believe that, you know, this minority, the blacks are a certain way when they're actually not. And that's where the danger comes in. So it comes back to this whole, you know, technological use of 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 race, right? right to to control people, and so she's coming from a standpoint that you know there are groups of people who have that understanding that you know doing things like that, like singling out a certain race, uh, a defining trait, uh, that would help them retain power. But what about the flip side? Like, it's not even it's not even a conscious decision, like. It, it, you know, it's not a planned out uh, sequence of events uh, that was like, okay, you do A, B, and C, you lead to these conditions being met and therefore I can retain my power. What if exactly. it is a very hidden thing? It's like a, it's like almost an, an invisible evil, you know, the evil that is within man uh, that is like to, written to all over in religion. To, yeah, to actually want to hold the power, and all these things actually play out, um, not they play out naturally in in the course of uh, these these events happening, and and that's what led up to all these atrocities being being uh, you know carried out, being manifested in in society that's that's happening now lah. Yeah, you're, I mean, so you're exactly right. it's not a right. premeditated thing that a group of people or an individual thought of. But it's yep. just, it just... So, I mean, you know, yeah, she, she doesn't have the formula either, right? I mean, she didn't come up with this formula. It's through observation. And she, she also mentions in a book that, you know, this is, this is the result of, 
right? right? It's not like they intended to do it this way. Yeah. But so it's, it's after it's, these things have mm. happened, she went back and chronicled what happened and yeah. it, it came out to, to all these things. Lah. So she yes, is to, kind to of mapping out how evil plays out in society. Yeah, and how race is used as a technological tool, right? To essentially kind of like enslave the population, kind of to, to maintain power, right? And yeah, she identified all these particular features, uh, this who, why, how. Right. And in the how, you have those two specific methods, right? I mean, it comes down to classifying people by their unruliness. You mask that unruliness under a very neutral ideology, and then you hide the real intent of the of of what you what you want to do. And so I do mean, you think they even hide it from themselves? Because could be you know you from know. like they are not even aware you know of 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 what their the the repercussions of their actions are. That and that is why when you look at people who we deem evil, they don't think they're evil. <laughs> it's not yeah. like. Hitler walks around, you know, thinking he is evil. Yeah. He's just doing what he thinks is right. I mean, yeah, definitely. You know? and that's and why Trump course, walks like... around thinking he, he's <laughs> doing what he knows best or what he thinks exactly. is best. Exactly. And yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, you would have to be like true, hardcore, the devil evil, you know, maybe even worse than the devil to actually be able to rationalize all of this and to actually intend it in that step-by-step basis. That's like, right? yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's a whole new I don't want to fuck with that up. guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, definitely not. The reason why I want to, you know, I want to share this thing is because I think her work is really important because you kind of step away from the idea idea that race and racism is is you know just biological that is just social you go into why things pan out the way they do why are black people you know murdered 20 times 21 times more likely to be shot by a cop why these atrocities happen to a particular group of people and why they are they are, they are painted in such bad light and it's it's a yeah it's a horrible system that you know happens over time as a means to man's own greed uh, to to maintain his own power and okay on, on a more important level right is for everyone listening to this to kind of understand you know how you you can actually be part of this whole being racist essentially how you perpetuate racism without even realizing it right so you may not hate someone or you may, you know, you, you encounter somebody racist, right? And that person, you know, say stuff like, oh, you know, I, I don't hate them because of their skin color. And then they, they add in that little additional, oh, I hate them because, you know, they all like that one, right? All of them lazy one. All of them are, are, are violent in nature. All of this group of people, them smelly one. And, and so you, you point out, you know, these traits that seem acceptable, to the general populace, the majority. And it becomes like, oh yeah, I, I, I do notice that in some individuals, right? And then, you know, it, it's an it's a okay thing to say. It becomes an okay thing to say. But right. if you outright say, oh, I just don't like this guy because he's dark-skinned, right? Then, oh my God, <laughs> what, how dare you, right? Everybody yeah. realizes that. Yeah, but when you do it subtly like that, you know, with traits that seem more logical, 
or acceptable, then then it becomes a problem. And, and that's why, yeah, I, I, I think that more people need to be aware about it. Really, everyone should go and pick up this book, Toward a Political Philosophy of Race. Yeah, it, it's really, it, it changed my way. Uh, it changed my idea, uh, ideology and the, and the way I looked at race also, right? Because it was something that I dealt with also when I was younger. I think I mentioned that in the previous podcasts. But yeah, it's, it's a very important thing to take note of. And more importantly, don't perpetuate it, right? Don't become part of, of that problem. There was this post that I recently shared. I don't know if you saw it. And I went into the comments to go and look at it. Do you see it's about this tree? Like it's a tree racers playing uh? soccer. Yeah, I think I shared it on Facebook. Like quite some time back. uh. Okay, Okay, never mind. I'll just tell you. uh. So it's three captions, right? Uh, The first one reads like Malay playing football, Chinese playing football, and Indian playing football. Mm. So the first post is the Malay. And then it was like, hey, kita main passing. uh." So we strategize to pass the ball. And then it comes to the Chinese. And then the Chinese say, hey, we must think of a strategy and a plan to attack and win this game. <laughs> then the last one, it comes to the Indian. Hey, they just break his leg, da. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> when, I saw the, when I saw the post, I was, I was laughing. And then, you know, I was like, fuck, this is, this is racist as shit. Right? And, right? But it's smart. It's smart. It's a, it's a I mean, racist jokes Both are... in humor. Yeah, correct, right? But there's still a level of racism to it. Lah. And I don't mind it because it's, it's, to me, it's a healthy way to express, right? When you want to look at right. the, the fucked up things in society, the you darker serious, things man. in society. You, it's yeah, not receptive. Serious. Nobody's receptive exactly. to, to exactly. messaging like that. Right, yeah. And, and so, you know, you lace it in humor and jokes to, to point out a problem within society. So I just jumped into the comments lah, to look at how many people actually found this racist. And it was damn low. Like, nobody saw it as, a, as an issue with pointing out a group of people in that manner. And the, the few that argued on this post, right, they were kind of shut down, right, by the, the majority Everybody was like, oh, is it in good fun and humor? So, I mean, if you look at Sheth's work, right, this is it, right? That that little subtle message, right? Oh, that Indians are more aggressive, more dangerous. And then it, it, it's laced there in society. It's the same logic, lah, like our famous favorite quote, right? The Apunene come catch you. Yeah. Right? It is the same thing, right? You label this group as, you know, slightly more dangerous, slightly more aggressive. And then, yeah, right. So, yeah, but unfortunately, nobody saw that, lah, you know. And then, ah, people had a good laugh, I guess. You know, it's, it's, it's still meant for humor. But, right. yeah, I was looking at it, you know, to, to see whether you know, anybody else yeah. could see something else. Lah. But then, what, right. okay, once you, you know, you, know you, you take a step back and, and you, you look at people being, calling out the racism uh, right. in the post, right? Then there's mm-hmm. the argument of like, you know, why these people are so fucking PC. Why they want to be PC. Yeah, why they're so PC. Why they want to be so politically correct. I mean, it's not being politically correct. I am all for this joke, man. Right? Yeah, okay. But the people who get offended by it, right, immediately, I understand where they are coming from because they see it, right? And nobody else sees it. So, I'm all for PC culture staying out of comedy. You know, it needs to, we, we need that comedic relief. We need, 
comedy or comedians or the jesters of society to to point out the problems that we are facing. But it shouldn't be put into everyday speech, you know, like when you're parenting a child and then you want to threaten them or you want to scare them and you say, oh, the Abu Nene come catch you, right? Yeah. It becomes a problem in that manner. And worst of all is that if you propagate these things, right, you know, how does it then go to to help a, a group of people who are already... Better. Yeah, who are already ostracized, who are already a minority, who are already disadvantaged, right? How did how then does this help if you propagate something like that and you don't see the mm. problem with propagating something like that? So, you know, as much as Yala, I want everybody to see, everybody to read this book, everybody to realize how racism exists within society, how these these unruly the groups, how they are ostracized uh, and how they are they are pushed out. But I mean, it's not going to happen, right? And unfortunately, I think it's going to take like, you know, years and years and years. <laughs> I mean, human civilization is so fucking old already and yet we're still facing all these problems. You know, it hasn't changed much. We're still racist to each other, right? And at least we're getting there. You know, people like Faguni write about things like this that, you know, help to open up the idea of looking at race in a different manner or racism in a different manner. It's not just about, you know, being afraid of somebody's skin color, right? Do you so think, think that's that, I mean, look, looking at how things are being played out now with the protests and everything, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how likely it would be to, you know, convince people on the other side of the fence to change their mindset or values. Because the, the, in the setting of a protest, it's like the last thing you, you yeah, would do course. to convince the person on the other side, right? Right. It's like being met with force. You're, you're changing somebody's value is like one of the hardest things you can do because it's so ingrained in you. And unless you're taking mind-bending drugs and somebody like influence you <laughs> right, when right. you're... Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's not just about uh, changing the mindset, you know, throwing out facts like that and, you know, telling them, oh, you know, you're racist because blah, 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 right? It, it's not going to change their mindset. But I guess that's why, you know, the human condition or empathy or, mm. or that feeling of connection is so nice, right. you know, and it, it's what's going to heal this world. Like some of the videos out there, you know, with all this going down, right, besides the riots and all that, there are a bunch of policemen that they... they they speak to the entire town and they, you know, tell everybody that, hey, we're not like that. This, mm. this is not us. We're not going to kill anybody based on their skin color. We're not going to use aggressive force. That's not what we stand for. We're here to serve and protect. I saw a photo of them taking a knee, you know, a um, minute of silence. You know, they, they go out to show their empathy and their respect for the community. I think that that's what's going to help. Mm-hmm. As for whether or not we can solve this issue with racism, I think that one has to come down to the powers. Right. It has to come down to humans. You know, that's why uh, the best thing to have is a benevolent dictator, right? Just one individual who will never, who is just all about self-sacrifice, right? Who's all about nothing for himself, no power, no greed, none of that. I think that's the only, you know, political, the, the ideal political system, right? And, and a dictator yeah, nonetheless. Never, 
Yeah, a dictator nonetheless, but a benevolent one, mm-hmm. right? That that's the best, right? But it's not gonna happen because, you know, we human nature. Human, yeah, yeah, it, it's human nature. You know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be tempted by all these things, by greed, by money, by whatever, right? Power and, man, power man, yeah, absolute and, power. And power, man. exactly. Which power is why corrupts. she, yeah, and which is why she put this and absolute power, absolutely <laughs> corrupts. <laughs> <laughs> That's from somewhere, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know where I quote it from. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have to find it. Gonna... I have to find it. You, you carry okay. on because I look for okay. the quote. Right, right. So yeah, we're not gonna, you know, stop that from happening, right? To just go up to the powers that be and say, "Hey, can you relinquish some of your power and not be so power hungry?" Right? It's not gonna happen. That change is not gonna come about like that. But people realizing it. And slowly, eventually, you know, those that come into power, hopefully they embody some of these philosophies and some of these principles to, I don't know, just make society a better place, uh, a place that everyone can live in and not have to worry about being killed by people in positions of power. I think that's that's the ideal. uh. Yeah, so the quote is from John Emmerich Edward Dalberg Acton. First Baron Acton, 13th Marquess of Gropoli. He is best known for the remark, power tends to corrupt and absolutely, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Great men are almost always bad men. Benevolent dictator, let's go. <laughs> I think we need to be ruled by a uh, sentient yogurt. That will be, that will be, <laughs> from that, that will episode be the way of... <laughs> <laughs> What was that Which show was again? It? Um, Sentient Gravity Falls, was it? Or was no, it the, the, No, no, no. Uh, love, something and robots. Love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, sex and robots. Love, sex right? and no? robots, yeah. Yeah, love, sex and robots. Sentient Yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go and watch that shit again. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it, they've toyed, a couple of shows have toyed with the concept like, of ruling, right? And yeah. people coming to power. And, it, I, I love Rick and Morty's second episode where they did the one with the dogs. Did, did you watch that? I, I have never yeah, seen so, an episode of Rick and Morty. Are you serious? Uh? Yes. She, oh my god, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> can you please go and binge on that? Then we can do an entire podcast on the brilliance of uh, Rick and Morty. Right. So anyway, there's this episode, right, where um, the dogs... Rick, the scientist, the genius scientist, builds this device that gives the dog uh, the ability to think. And so they start thinking and they start analyzing traits of society and all of that. And you would look at, you know, dogs as like man's best friend, right? The most innocent, wonderful creatures. And the dogs eventually get into power and they enslave humanity. That's pretty much the episode. And so... Yeah, I, I think it's built upon that idea as well. Uh, like anybody, no matter how good natured you think they are, even your cute little cuddly, wuddly doggy, and like the minute you show them in power, that's it, man. Corrupts. Let, let's come back to Singapore, right? Racism here. Um, I think it's important to talk about it, to point these things out if you if you are able to. And yeah, on self-check There's no himself. race problem here. Oh yeah, I don't think so. That's why we have racial harmony day. 
you know, I hate like Singapore's idea of, I don't like the word they use. Like, I don't know why they use this word. They use this word called tolerance. We tolerate. Mm. I, I hate that fucking word. Like, how is that racial harmony? Like, if you just tolerate. Tolerate equals tahan, right? You can hate them to the core, yeah, but then you just tahan. What the fuck? Exactly. I don't know why they use that word, really. Like, change it, man. Change the linguistics. Come on. Do do something else. Fool me. Just 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 blindside me some more, please. Yeah, like, I don't know. Lah. Yeah. But the word tolerance is, is just... Like, much I'm right? lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, man. So, lactose be... tolerance means, like, naturally, your body just cannot take the dairy, right? You mean... But you just lactose love... intolerant. No, lactose tolerant. Because, you know, the <laughs> nature of the word tolerant means it's irritating you somehow, but you are just tolerating it. Yeah, which means correct. you love ice cream, you love milk so much. You're willing to take that fucking feeling in your rectum, like it's going to blow. <laughs> On a daily basis. Yeah, because you love ice cream that much, man. Is that yeah. what lactose tolerance is? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I guess, I guess that's what they mean. So... Then, okay lah, in that context, then I guess the word tolerance now has a different meaning lah. So, if we tolerate other races, means we really love them lah. Even though they fuck us over. <laughs> Does that, isn't that what that means? Yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. Glad. Uh, now my understanding of tolerance. Okay, I love, I love the word tolerance now. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it's more about empathy and understanding. And... When racist shit comes out, I, I think it's important to look at it before just shooting it down and going with that PC culture. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that that whole PC culture thing also. It's uh it reminds me of the there was that film in 2012, uh Sex Violence and Family Values. You remember that? Uh nope, because it was hardly shown in the theaters, right? Or yeah, was it, it was banned. banned. Okay, it was banned at first, but then like uh very, very few cinemas uh, uh, released it again, but under heavy uh, censorship. So they remove all the racial stuff and all that, which to me was the whole fucking point. Right. Right. You want this to come out there. So I guess, you know, that PC culture enslaves us even more. Right, because if you're if you're that PC, right, and you're not even willing to look at a statement and why this statement came to be, then GG. Right, you right. shut it off right there. The people it's just who are not utilizing that there's a problem to begin with, uh, exactly. Right, and is, now which is what we, I was trying to do. Like you know, when you talk about the racial things in Singapore, I'm like, huh, have me, don't have. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that one, that one just downright ignorant. Uh. Just hey, zero. who are you calling it ignorant, man? <laughs> zero awareness. <laughs> Uh, you can go join your friend. Uh, what's her name again? Uh, Samantha KT James. Yeah. Okay. No, la. Okay. La. Let's not pick on her. La, poor thing. Yeah. La. Pick on me. Can really. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I was talking about that film because like uh, there was this there was this part in the film. Um, I don't know if you remember. It's it's a film divided into three. Uh, it's an anthology, right? So three stories in that film. And one of it, the, the one that drew the most flag la, was uh, this, this one called Porn Masala. So it's about this, um, this like abing, super abing character played by Adrian Pang. He's the director of this porno. And then he's trying to, uh, 
he there's this Indian guy who's the porn star, right? He's supposed to have sex with this. Um, I think she's a stripper or something like that. And uh, the guy is having a bit of trouble rising to the occasion. If you get what I mean. And um, so yeah, it, it's there's like this whole you know flurry of exchange between Adrian Pang and the porn star, right? And in he drops one line in there where he's like, "Hey, you Indian, right? Don't you get drunk, go home, get drunk, and be your wife?" Yeah, <laughs> hardcore okay. in this film, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going there. And I was like, "Damn!" Like a Singapore film threw that out. That's good shit right there. Right, because it's a poignant message, right? Of how people tend to perceive, you know, the the violence and aggression stemming uh, that that comes from from Indians, uh, right. right? And so, like, I was like, wow, right, good thing. And then fuck, ban, ASEAN Film Festival, ban, you know. And I'm like, what the fuck? Then how you even address these things, right? If it's not put out there in society like that for all to see. You know, instead of behind closed doors, you know, you saying it to your close friends or your family members right. and perpetuating that level of racism, right? Why not put it out there? Why not address it, right? Uh, the flip side of the problem. coin is to is to curb this messaging, lah. Because okay, so because there are people who will take things at their face value, like they hear they hear Adrian Pang's character say, "Hey, you Indian, right?" Don't you all get drunk and go home and be your wives? Then people hear that they take that at face value, and that you know perpetuates the whole thing again. They don't, right. they they don't think critically right. on like, okay, this is meant to be a jab at the stereotypes that we are we are peddling, right, right. And it becomes the the message you 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 want to curb in the first place, right. And so they take it at face value, yes, yeah. and and so they cut it out of the film. Yeah. So I, I I don't know what the rationale is behind be, behind heavily editing such a such a film, but that might be one of the reason. At, at least at least what I can think true, of true. is their rationale. I mean, it might it, then again it might upset the Indian population as well, uh, Like those who yeah. take it at face value rather than seeing it as you know this director is trying to point out something. Yeah, because can you imagine sees that race. film being played in the theaters and that scene comes up and there's a group of Indian people watching it. There's a group of like I don't know which race, other another race there, and that that punchline comes out. Like the other race starts laughing fucking loudly, right. and and the the Indian group gets like fucking offended, and you know chaos ensues. Right, that's and, true. You know that's a, another set of thing that might that might happen. So I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, it's difficult, right? It's yeah, it's yeah. a. That's why it's a touchy subject. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah uh, damn, people need to stop acting you know, or, or getting too riled up. Right. Yeah, I guess now I'm agreeing with Samantha, Katie, James. They they shouldn't they shouldn't riot. Right? They should they should stay calm and what was it she said? Uh, and they should uh easier said than done lah, I guess. So yeah. put it out there got problem. Don't put it out there also got problem. Fuck lah. That's why it's always Easy. been a problem. Yeah man. <laughs> I guess for so long. I guess I guess yeah. I guess I guess it it's never going to be solved until everyone really rationalizes right. everything like that. Oh, but yeah, and yeah so, it's like okay, you don't do something. 
nothing's gonna change. You do something, something bad might happen after that. Also, you can never yeah. see past your choice, can you? Yeah, man. Oh, lie, philosophical, Cyril. <laughs> yeah, we did get into quite a bit of philosophy today with race. Yeah. Yeah. So today was heavy on philosophy, right? Especially because I brought in this uh, this book, right? And uh, again, I wanna I wanna recommend you pick it up. Uh, Toward a political philosophy of race. Yeah, just go ahead, try and understand it. Um, there are a couple of YouTube videos, I'm sure, on on this book as well. A condensed I remem- version. Yeah, a condensed version. I remember watching one uh, from this this YouTube uh, channel called, I think it's called Tube Philosophy or Philosophy Tube, mm. something like that. And I remember I stumbled upon, because after reading the book, you know, I was like, like so hyped up about you know finding out all these things when I was younger and so I was binging on a ton of like uh, YouTube stuff and all that and yeah I, I remember there was a very nice condensed version from I, I believe it's that channel so yeah go and check it out right uh, might explain it better than I have and uh, yeah just, just remember you know you may be propagating this idea of racism become more aware of it Start looking at society from a bigger picture. And if you do realize that, you know, you do hate a certain race and that you do feel hatred or something for some reason, for some quality to a race, then, you know, try to take a step back and understand why that has happened. You know, maybe this philosophy might help you. I don't know. I hope. Also, uh, compassion and empathy go a long way, right? So, yeah, it's a difficult time with the riots and all that going on so maybe you know if you're not in the situation not thrown in not suffering not having to deal with this daily horrifying you know level of institutionalized racism systemic racism don't don't speak up too much about it right (laughs) otherwise you're gonna gonna backlash if you don't like what we're saying then please give us the backlash also we don't really give a fuck right Guy? yes (laughs) I was just gonna say I'll just I'll just fuck it and 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 say whatever you want and then be yeah. as racist as shit. I, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not your fucking mom. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think uh, this is the end of this show. I pray I pray for, for all the people pro- pro- protesting out there. Uh, be, be safe. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I hope something comes out of, of this crisis yeah. and this struggle. Yep. And also, um, fuck 2020 because... Holy shit, this year, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think we've come to the end. Yeah, so see you all next listening. time. And hopefully we haven't by, died by then. Or the planet hasn't imploded or exploded. Yeah. Right. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.